Welcome to another episode of Got Faded Japan. I'm Shank, and as you fine folks know, Got Faded Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. Um, this week's Johnny's not with me because uh, he's showing some people around Tokyo, going toy hunting and whatnot. But uh, I got my boy Chris here from Brimmer Brewery. He's going to give us some insight into craft beer brewing in Japan, uh, beer trends, and all kinds of shit about beer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. like the beer, and I know some shit about it or something. Yeah, dude, and you brought a fucking plethora of beer with you today, man. Well, dude, what, what's the point of getting in the brewing industry if you don't get some free beer? Yeah, dude, free beer is fucking awesome, man. <laughs> what are we drinking right now, man? Uh, this is the Brimmer Golden Ale. Golden Ale, dude. Yeah, light, easy, refreshing. Alcohol is about, you said, around 5%? Uh, I think this one's a little bit under. Yeah. A little bit under? A little bit under. You know, if you get having like just like a golden nail or something light, like a lager or something like that, you don't want it to be really heavy on the alcohol anyways, nah, right? No, no, no. This was a nice summer beer, man. You can drink it all day long and not get too... Dude, know. that's a big thing. Because in the summertime, well, as you know, in Japan, it's so fucking hot and humid, dude. Yeah, that uh, very well. You, you crack a beer. You crack a, like a can of like Asahi or Kirin, you get two good drinks out of it, and then it's a pile of shit. <laughs> it's just a fucking warm pile of shit, dude. I would call it more maybe a pile of piss, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> the consistency, right? Yeah, but it is kind of pissy, right? It just turns it's warm. Warm and... fucking piss. You got your fucking hot ass hands on that can. Fucking hot ass sun. Oh, dude. I'll send you home with a koozie. I have a koozie over there you can use oh, for yeah. like Hanami season and stuff. Oh, you get yeah. your grubby mitts off of that beard. You can keep it cold for yeah, maybe three yeah. or four. The koozie, man, yeah. that's a goddamn fine invention. Dude, the koozie is a fucking miracle invention, man. I love me a fucking koozie, dude. Um, yeah, well, actually, let's let's back up for a second. Uh, we know each other from school. Yeah. Yeah, we went long, to all Gaku together here. Long fucking time ago. Man. Long fucking time ago. I mean, we were like, that was 11 years ago we came over, man. Yeah, sounds about right, huh? Yeah, about yeah. 11 years ago, 11 and some, a little bit of change, dude. Yeah. So we met at school, and you're from where? I'm from Portland, Oregon. I'm from Seattle, Washington, which are probably the two biggest craft brew fucking cities in America, dude. Well, dude, Portland has gone has taken over as the big most breweries per capita in the world. In the world? In the world. So I'd heard, I don't know if it was Portland or if it was Seattle, but had upwards of like 60 breweries operating. I think Portland has around 65 inside of its city limits. Inside of its city limits. And the, the population of Portland isn't fucking huge, you no, know? No, no. It's, I mean, it's smaller than Seattle, right? The yeah, city. much smaller. Yeah, because Seattle's got to be near, like busting a million now for in the city, right? The actual city itself. Yeah, right? and yeah. I think about three million in the whole like greater King County area. I'm not sure what Portland's up to. I think it might be for the whole greater Portland area. It might be like a million and a half or something. Like yeah, so much smaller, but just yeah. as many fucking breweries, man. Just as many fucking breweries. Yeah, so you <laughs> you're, you obviously liked beer when you were back home. Dude, I grew up fucking thinking that, you know, craft beer was, you know, what people drank. And then I got out of Portland and I came over here and I was drinking fucking cans of dog shit. Yeah, cans <laughs> of dog shit. <laughs> Dude, that's basically what it was. And especially when we were students, it's not like you had money no. to buy good beers. And even nope. then... You couldn't really get craft beer in Japan, man. Yeah, yeah. There's very few. I mean, yeah, well, we'll get into that later. Right, but yeah, right. I mean, those beers are expensive here. Japanese yes. lagers are fucking expensive, man. Well, the thing about Japan is you're paying, uh, two, the breweries pay 240 yen per liter of beer. The breweries pay? Yeah, to the government in tax. And so, in other words, they have to up... It ha they have to sell above that price just to just to pay tax. Yeah, so I mean, we're looking. We my brewery makes you know a thousand liters at a time. Mm -hmm. So every time we make a batch of beer, mm -hmm. you know that's two thousand four hundred dollars. 
go straight to the government as soon as it leaves. Dude, that's not even in like overhead fees for facility, for ingredients, paying your fucking ass to sit there and fucking make it. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So that, yeah, I never, I always wanted that is where does the tax, where's the tax originally based? Is it from the brewer? Is it from the retailer? And I always assumed it was from the retailer, man. No, as soon as beer leaves our door, the, the door at our factory, we owe tax on it. So if I opened up a small business, actually there's a guy in the neighborhood. He mm-hmm. does a G mm-hmm. beater. Okay. It's like just a Jika beater, a little homebrew place. And he has his family and maybe a couple employees. They do food and it's like limited seating and stuff. I know he doesn't, and he does maybe four different things at home. Everything's under 5%, okay. really light beers and stuff. And uh, so that means when, he, and he sells his beers, it's not a pint. It's like one of those chew jokies, okay. Japanese chew jokie, but a kind of small one. Okay. And so about a glass of beer, 500 yen, one coin each, you know? And what would you say? That's and maybe like 300 milliliters? 300 milliliters. So that means he sells, let's multiply it times three, 1,500 yen, about $15, but he had to pay $7 in tax on that. Uh, no, I mean... Or no, or, or it's 280 per liter, right? Yeah, 280 per liter. Per so. liter. So he pays 280 off of the top of that. Yep. So if you're, in that case, if you're retailing what you're making, like you have your own small, like, bar or restaurant or something, then you make a lot of, you can make, still make a good money. But if you're bottling it and then selling it to a wholesaler, who's then selling it yep. to a bar... Yeah. Well, we deal a lot with the, a lot of our clients directly, a lot of our accounts directly. So, I mean... Yeah. Yes. It's much. It's it's. In the end, though, it's tough to turn a, a profit over here I, because of that goddamn tax. I get the tax is just it's pretty big, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, man. Yes. I, I mean, in America, the tax just isn't that heavy on beer and <laughs> on beers, right? You know, actually, I about two or three weeks ago, we had a, a kind of a hop. It was called Hop Academy, and a couple of dudes came over from Germany and gave a day long, uh, you know, kind of overall view of, of hops. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was the only native. Of, English speaker in the room who's all Japanese brewers in there. Mm-hmm. so of course as soon as lunch break starts they jet right over to me and we're, I'm suiting the shit with them yeah 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 and I told them about that you know 240 yen per liter and they're like dude you can buy 5 liters of beer in Germany for 240 yen yeah 5 <laughs> fucking liters right yeah, right dude so I imagine on they must do they must have a, a high import tax or something like that as well because I've been seeing a lot a lot of craft beers, especially in the last five years or so, really coming into the Japanese market. And like you, like we were talking about before, maybe on Facebook, is like Arrogant Bastard, yeah, Oaked yeah. Arrogant Bastard, yeah, the yeah. Stone Stone Brewery, yeah. um, Brewdog stuff you can find around a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the big the big carriers like uh, Anheuser Busch that are carrying like Samuel Adams and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. They're the dis- distributor. Ambev, maybe uh, for Samuel Adams. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I'm yeah, not sure. but even those, I mean, sure. you're finding those in Japan now. You can get them in yeah. a fucking Eon store around the corner, man. Really? You can get American craft beers? American craft beers fucking at the Eon store around the corner here. But man. get this, man, the Arrogant Bastard, mm-hmm. one, one bottle, not the two, not the 22 ounce, not the, not the but the 16 boy. ounce, 748. Yeah, are you sure that's 16 or is it a 12 ounce? 12 ounce. It's yeah. a 12 ounce. Uh, 16, uh, 12? 12 ounce maybe it's nah. this size, about this size yeah it's a, maybe it is a 12 ouncer yeah, man yeah that's a 12 but ouncer but fucking 750 man you said butt fucking oh shit <laughs> god damn butt fucking we have a rule actually I bought some <laughs> drinking goggles and there's Uh-oh. gonna be a fucking there's gonna be a botsu game a goddamn botsu Uh-oh. game for with butt fucking next time Johnny's on the show and Johnny's gonna fucking lose man ah <laughs> oh, dude okay yeah, no more butt but, fucking but uh yeah I don't know uh what the importers pay in taxes 
but it's kind of strange. Like if we're to ex, we don't export yet. But if we were to export our beer, we don't have to pay the Japanese tax. Ah, you just or, pay the import tax to the country that you're exporting I, to. I don't know. I don't know how that works exactly. But you know, mm. another thing, we're we're looking into getting onto some of the U.S. military bases over here. Ah. And if we sell to the military bases, we don't have to pay that tax. That means that you can make the beer either more affordable or turn like a larger profit, or yeah. and you'll definitely increase volume because those military boys like to drink, man. Yeah, we see quite a bit of them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the brewery is located where? Uh, we're in Kawasaki City, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, basically you can get there in about 20 minutes from Shibuya. Shibuya Station? Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so you just go, you just roll out the Dan and Toshi line out towards Kawasaki, and we're right on the border of Tokyo and Kanagawa, right along the, the Tama River. Yeah, and if you are a lazy fuck like me, then instead of taking a train from Shibuya, you take a subway one station up to a Motesando and go to Riverbox, right? <laughs> well, there you go. That's also a good place to get our beer. Yeah, one coin craft beer, man. It's, uh, it's a good deal. Good Dude, deal. 500 yen for a craft beer in Japan, that's a fucking steal. And, yeah. they, and, they, and the bartender there, what's his name? Uh, the dude there, is, his name is uh, John now. John, because uh, there's the same guy working there for a long time, right? Yeah, I think Joda was his name. Yeah, yeah. Well, last time I was up there, he was there. And yeah, he, it's not like a Japanese bar, Izakuya, where they give you like a third head. No, You know, like no. 30% of your beer's fucking head. No. Fucking Japanese. What is that? Why, what's that whole head thing, man? I they even it's... sell home pumps so that you can put extra beer <laughs> head on your fucking beer home, dude. Yeah, dude, I've seen those things. Jesus, man. What the fuck? I mean, head's nice, you know? It depends on the beer, but you don't need fucking three inches of it, dude. No, uh, I'm against head on beer. Yeah, well, especially when you're paying so much for it, dude. Yeah, right? And there's other good places in Japan now that... So maybe to explain to people who are not living here why is it that craft beer now is becoming so much more popular than it was in the past well that's a good question actually i mean I, craft beer is just blowing up all over the world right now to be mm. honest with you um i think it's uh i actually read an interesting article by the it was an interview with the head brewer at brooklyn brewery mm-hmm. and uh you know he was saying how like a hundred years ago in new york city basically it was a bunch of small shops doing you know like basically you know craft beer and craft food yeah and then uh you know all these big breweries kind of came over and took over. Well, prohibition has a lot to do with that mistake. yeah yeah i imagine i imagine but, so uh, you know kind of prohibition came and then there was like these three or four main big ass breweries that were producing 90 percent of the beer whatever it was in the states mm-hmm. so now and that was you know that was throughout the history of the united states up until about 100 years ago mm-hmm. Not that that's that long but uh you know so he 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 was saying that kind of you know basically we're, we're returning back Back to the roots, back, back, back to, to the, the roots, roots of, of the mom and pop yeah, kind but, of yeah, and, brewer. And, you know, I think it's just uh, people, you know, realizing like, you know, they don't have to drink a can of warm shit. They can go out and get, <laughs> <laughs> they can go out, you know, and there's, there's flavorful beers that are, you know, just, you know, better. <laughs> I think, you know, coming from the Northwest, like we do, it's, you do go out on cheap PBR night, the oh, fucking yeah. bar, 50 cent oh, PBRs yeah. or something. Of course, cause you're fucking poor. You're a college student, or maybe you're not a college student, you're fucking poor. Dude, I've drank so much fucking Paps in my life. <laughs> Paps, and, dude, yeah, we, it was Paps or... Oli. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oli was a big one. Hands. Did you guys get Weinhards up in up in? Uh, yeah, yeah, we get a lot of Weinhards, and Weinhards were cheaper as well, but yeah, yeah the we get a lot of Oli nights, or uh, before it closed down, of course, uh, when I was younger, Rainier. Rainier, yeah. Yeah, Rainier, Rainier. beer. 
which is now you know what the Rainier factory is isn't it is it a no I don't fucking Tully's dude fucking Tully's factory man fucking Tully's but my heart (laughs) back in the northwest you don't really go to the neighborhood corner bar and order a fucking Budweiser unless if you're broke you go to the corner bar and order whatever local beer they have on tap yeah 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 exactly man yeah so like I said like I said you know growing up man I thought I thought that's how the world worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard a big part of it was was they they made selling beer kits and made uh, home brewing legal or there's in the states. Re- no, in Japan, they relaxed uh, the laws in Japan a little bit some years ago. Uh, no, but <laughs> I okay, well, okay, well, let, okay, okay. They've relaxed. The they've rules, relaxed yeah. the laws, but aren't you? You're only supposed to brew to a certain alcohol content. One percent. One percent. One percent. So basically, you can brew beer at home. But it can only be 1%. 1%. Okay. Yeah. I'll remember that. So the next time I'm <laughs> drinking my home brews on the show, I won't like get super trashed. <laughs> Just 1% fucking beers are kicking my ass, dude. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So they, they have to be under 1%. But like... It seems like now, like Tokyo Hands, yeah, yeah, even yeah. or like these like major chain department stores are selling beer beer kits and like brewing materials and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a big uh, home brewing. Uh, you know, that's where my roots are. I may or may not have been a home brewer before I became a professional brewer. Cause mm-hmm. it may or may not be legal here. Yeah, yeah, um, may or may not, may not be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, there's there's a big uh, home brewing community here in Japan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd seen that that um, Advanced Brewing, which is uh, uh-huh. they sell equipment and stuff here yeah. out in Nerima or something. They had some forums and they do like meetups, like brewer meetups, and yeah, there's actually a huge ass Hanami party down in Yoyogi Park this Saturday for the home brewers. Really, really, yeah. are you gonna join? Uh, I think actually I'm gonna stay at home and I will possibly bottle the rye pale ale that's uh, in my fridge. Nice. Uh, that may or may not have been. <laughs> that may or may not be more than one percent alcohol. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are we drinking by, right now, by the way, man? Uh, right now we're drinking the Brimmer Pale Ale. Yes, man. Yeah. Love me a pale ale. Yeah. You know that was actually one of the first beers that really got me into microbrews was the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. Like yeah. growing up, like when I was young, like around twenty, nineteen years old. Yeah came out and like the Sierra Nevada this solid beers man yeah that's where that's actually well, my boss's name is Scott Brimmer of Brimmer Brewing and he uh, mm-hmm. he brewed for Sierra Nevada for about five years that's where oh, he really? got his start that's where he got his all of his expertise and everything yep, yep. learned the tricks of the trade yep and they're out of uh, where Chico Chico California Chico California yep. I knew it was around there I mean there's so many breweries right yeah, yeah so many big ones right big ones in oregon are like bridgeport's a pretty big one well no the two rogue. biggest are deschutes and rogue deschutes rogue is big yeah uh deschutes, deschutes black butte porter right Fuck. it's yes. fucking classic dude yes. yeah. yeah 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 they're the second well they're the second or third largest craft beer brewery in the united states depending on if you want to count uh Sam Adams as a craft brewery. Yeah, maybe not anymore, right? Yeah. But I'd heard recently that uh, fucking Anchor Steam got bought out by a bit one of the big three. Yeah. One of the big ones. There's so, a lot of that going on in the States. And uh, there's kind of, you know, actually Suntory is going to be putting out a pale ale pretty soon. Really? Yeah. So Here in Japan? Yeah. Oh, nice, man. Nice. So the big breweries over here even are starting to get in on it. and. Well, you know, there's the other thing I was going to say is, yeah, you, 
not only are there more imports and more local craft beers, but now you're starting to get a lot of craft beer bars. Bremer Box is one. Yeah. Um, I heard that BrewDog out of Scotland was opening a place up in, in Roppongi now. Yeah, they opened it up earlier, about a month ago, actually. About a month ago. Of course, there's the classic one, like Tap Room over there. Yeah, all the Baird Tap Rooms. Uh, the Baird. I mean, there's... The hangover down the road from me, we're yeah. over here in yeah. uh, near Nakanoku Suginamiku. Yeah, what else was out here on the Chuo Line? There's a lot of places out here on the Chuo Line now. Um, I can't remember the I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head. But there's yeah, there's a shit ton out this way, man. Yeah, dude. It seems like it's a good time for beer. So like uh I guess there's a lot of people like in Japan that listen to the show and also people come from overseas and stuff. And right. I I think you kinda get into the thing where like, well, when in Japan you drink sake and Japanese like Asahi and because you can't you know you can, when when in Rome type thing you should you should definitely get some fucking uh, chuhais while you're here that's for sure dude we used to crush the chuhai streeters <laughs> we, we used to crush chuhai streeters dude I think I, I lived off of chuhais for my first five years I lived here because yeah, I didn't have a lot of money they're man they're cheap and they're good man what yeah give you a rough hangover though man yeah, dude, and recently yeah. they're getting stronger and stronger they went to like strong and now they have stronger super, strong super ultra stronger <laughs> something like what the fuck man trying yeah. to kill us that's what i think it is yeah. but so okay so you come to japan okay fine you drink the asahi you drink the ebisu you drink the fucking sapporo yeah. and then you're like okay how about j- beers made in japan of course brimmer's one because you're brewing in japan and yeah. you know down in kawasaki are there any other local japanese breweries that are doing any good beers yeah there's a lot of good brewing going on uh you previously mentioned Baird brewing yeah they're making really good beers uh there is uh, my favorite. One of my favorite Japanese breweries is called uh, Shiga Kogen. Shiga Kogen, I've had before. That's aren't aren't they down there up near uh, Yama? Wait, no, they near, are in Nagano. Ah, Nagano, Nagano. Nagano. I've had the Shiga Kogens before. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're good. There's one of my favorite breweries. Uh, there's of course Yoho that does Yona Yona and Tokyo Black. Yona Yonas. It's Yona Yonas good because you can find it in convenience stores. Yeah, and it's 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 like 250, 260, and it's 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 a pretty good beer, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, pretty good one. There's what's the one with the the blue label from out of Hokkaido? Uh, the, with the de- reindeer or some shit on it. Oh, and, that's uh. That's Ginga Kogen. Ginga Kogen. Yeah. Yeah, those are also, you can find them in the, in the yeah, convenience supermarket stores, stores, supermarkets and shit. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, there's, uh, in Japan, I'd say my top, my favorite breweries in Japan are Shiga Kogen, Swan Lake, uh, Tiwai Harbor's doing some good stuff. Mm. There is, uh, what's the one up in Hokkaido? There's North Island Brewing in Hokkaido, they're all right. And there's, mm. what's the name of the other one? They do the Oni Densetsu Pale Ale, which is really good. Oni Densetsu Pale Ale. That sounds like Oni, Oni is like demon, and Densetsu <laughs> is like tra- history or the the history of the demon yeah, or something, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the tradition or folklore and something like that. And, uh, yeah, but no, there's. I mean, yeah, if you're coming to Japan and you want to go get a good craft beer. Uh, there's lots of Japanese breweries to, to find and try. I noticed, I was down in, there's two two times this last summer. One, I was down in Yamanakako, okay. and I was at the 7-Eleven, and they had, like, local Yamanakako beers, and they had three different kinds. They were pretty expensive. It was, like, a one-liter bottle for, no, one-liter can. One-liter <laughs> can, like, lo, uh, and they had, like, an ale, a porter, and a nut brown, or something like that. All right. And they're, but they're about 15 bucks each yeah. for a liter. Pretty expensive, right? Yeah. And then I was over in Odaiba, and Odaiba has a, some local beer, brewery. 
That might uh you might be thinking of T Y Harbor. They're not actually Harbor? in Odaiba, but they're over in the Odaiba. label said Odaiba on oh, okay. it. That's so that's not T Y Harbor. Yeah. Huh. What was it, man? But and it said something about Odaiba on the label and stuff, and I was like, hmm. never seen this. And it was in the Seven Eleven, at oh. the sta- in front of the station. I guess because there's. I wonder Sydney. though if they're actually making like proper beer from malt, or if they're just doing extract brewing. Because there's a lot of places over here that are doing extract brewing. Just to kind of get that craft beer look and feel to they're it. Calling them. Well, I would, I myself would make a distinction between jibiru, which mm-hmm. is called you know like local beer, yep, and craft beer. Okay, how I explain? Well, jibiru is just the souped-up version of dog crap in a can. Yep, yep, yep. So it means they're throwing <laughs> some extra malt extract in there. Well, there's some there's some that are doing good work that are making really quality beer and straight from hops they're just yeah they've, they're not but, doing like some partial mash thing or yeah. anything like that but well more than the ingredients they're just like some crappy brewers with crappy recipes yeah <laughs> yeah I can imagine especially I, I think for a lot of people here because it's they don't really have the tradition of brewing no, in Japan that no. we have I mean they have the tradition of sake brewing yeah or of shochu making yeah. but the and the sake I had a, I had a student years ago uh-huh. that was uh, he he was like a businessman but he'd gone to uh, to school to be a fucking uh, sake maker and he was telling me some of the tricks to the trade and he said it was fucking funny he said like sometimes you would have to stick your whole upper body into the fucking mash yeah. and like do shit inside the things. I'm like, your whole upper body? I'm like, dude, that can't be fucking hygienic, man. No. And he's like, this is the way we do it. Traditional way we do it, man. Huh. Well, I don't know about sake, but I know it, with the beer, once you finish the mash, you got to boil that shit. So you could you could dip your balls in the mash. And it's not going to do anything bad to it. You, you ever see those old... Have you ever gone on a sake tour before? No, I'd like to. No, I, I, I did the one down there in Okutama. Okay. And, you know, that... And it's just a very small one, but they cover that shit with, like, bamboo fucking, like, uh, <laughs> woven, like, mats and shit. Well, like, there's, there's lots of really good breweries that do open-air fermentation, too. Like, yeah. that's just practice, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. they just control the environment enough. They can keep the foreign bacteria down well, and the yeast fucking basically going. while it's actually once you get the yeast in a beer and it's actually fermenting in the act of fermenting it's it, you're not uh it's pretty tough to fuck it up it's it's before and after the actual ferment um that's when you want to make sure everything is as clean as shit yeah, right yeah. yeah 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 i may or may not know something about uh <laughs> losing the fl- <laughs> a whole batch of something at home that was under one percent people <laughs> Oh shit, yeah. man! I may or may not have seen mold growing on my beard before. My my, my beer before. <laughs> Your beer before, <laughs> and you may or may not have taken a drink of it, anyways, just for fuck's no. sake. No, I didn't take just a drink of it, man. I just fucking siphoned that shit out, left the mold, and bottled it and drank it. You're man. just like fuck it, man. I put too much heart and soul into this, dude. Fuck it turned out decent. I've I've actually I've I've actually had some beers before that didn't they tasted a little bit off, but man, they're free. Not free, but they're, you already have them, you know? They're you already good. invested the time and the effort, and you made these beers, so you're like, fuck it, I'll drink them. Yeah, I've been doing, or excuse me, I may or may not have been homebrewing for about three years now, <laughs> uh-huh. and I've had one batch where I just dumped, you know? Just dumped it down yeah. the, the drain, you're just like, fuck it, it's fuck just not, fuck this batch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it happens with every everything, man. Yep. Do you mind if I try the porter? Go nuts, man, do whatever Dude, you want. Dude, this looks good, too. You said you just bottled this today. I just bottled that today. Nice, man. So, okay, be- before we wrap up the first half of the show and get into some fucking news, <laughs> right. is that... Uh, 
uh, kind of go through the steps because you're brewing now at the brewery. Right. You're brewing on a much larger scale than like any of our listeners. We have some listeners that brew here in Japan, do some home brewing. All right. Um, because I've they've got sent us me emails because they know that I've done it. May or may not have done it. In the past. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, maybe just to kind of walk them through the process. Well, I mean, the process is the same, man. Uh, you take some malt, fuck, add some hot water, mm-hmm. let it sit around for an hour or so, mm-hmm. and then you. Uh, you know, a lot of the home brewers, the homebrew setups, you kind of do it in one vessel. You'll let you'll let it, uh, you'll let the hot water and the mat and the water hang out together, and then you'll drain the sweet wort from the same vessel. Mm-hmm. In the brewery, we move it over to a vessel that's specifically for getting that sweet for separating the sweet wort from the malt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so then you do that. You run off the sweet wort that takes uh two hours or so mm-hmm. you run that over the boil kettle um, and you're doing like a thousand liter we're doing a thousand, thousand liters at a time mm-hmm. a thousand liters at a time so yeah then you you run that sweet wort over the boil kettle mm-hmm. and you get the boil started you throw hops in you we do hour and a half boils ourselves mm. you know, it, it just depends on what brewery or what, what style you're making yeah what you're making right well we always do hour and a half brewery uh, boils but w- whatever uh mm. so yeah we boil and then from there i think the biggest thing the biggest difference maybe in a professional brewery than from a home or for many home breweries is uh from there we send it into a whirlpool okay yeah this is what i was starting to ask before the show i'm like fuck i gotta ask mm. you this stuff man that porter is fucking good dude yeah it's fucking rich it's fucking got like a deep flavor to it yeah but it's not heavy so you can drink it no it's light it's light it's not molassesy or anything like that yeah yep. goes down nice and smooth man that's fucking good dude yeah congratulations yeah, brother that's not my work but thank you so uh um yeah so you're saying we started talking about this before the show but then yeah what then you throw it into a whirlpool yeah so the whirlpool was exactly what it sounds like basically the the, the beer just goes in a circular motion mm-hmm. and that circular motion causes all the crap Mm-hmm. mostly hops but there's also some some other crap in there the the crap moves to the center through that uh siphoning yeah kind of centrifugal motion or something you, like that's that the word. sorry i'm not a scientist <laughs> but i just pretend to be man yeah so the centrifugal force uh forces all the bullshit into the middle uh-huh. and then around that is chris is you know this this beautiful wart yeah yeah so you you suck from the side and then uh you from there you know so you're you're draining the whirlpool from the side vent and then from there it goes to through a heat exchanger, mm-hmm. and uh, you can control it. You control the temperature, get the temperature where, how you want it. So yeah, we bring it down to about eighteen degrees Celsius from there. So you're saying this before is this temperature, temperature, temperature? So well, yeah, big once, key, right? Once the ferment begins, so yeah, we'll we'll usually bring it down to about eighteen degrees Celsius or so. Pitch the you know grab yeast off another tank. I don't know. If, how much people know about this, but basically you can repitch the yeast from batch to just batch. from a previous batch. Yeah, I'll, as long as it's a solid batch, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, the yeast, you know, you can repitch it maybe ten times or so. But mm-hmm. all of our all of our tanks have little valves on them, so you just open the valve and out comes this beautiful yeast. And, oh God! Yeah. If one was to go on a tour, mm-hmm. you, you guys have tours down there in Kawasaki, right? Uh. It's tough because in the winter it's so goddamn cold you don't want to hang out in the brewery and drink uh, beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. On yeah, the yeah. other hand, as soon as it gets warm, then we're so goddamn busy. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. It's, We'd like to. We'd like to. Uh, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. Yeah, yeah. But uh, do, do they ever have extra? Extra yeast? yeast? 
Oh, well, I happen to know a person that works there that might be able to. <laughs> <laughs> so I just asking, just asking, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, dude. So, yeah, that, that that's what I always thought would be cool was to go on a, like, a tour and go through. I did see this, actually, in a magazine or on TV that uh-huh. now there's some places in Japan they're setting up where you go in and you pay whatever it is, 100 bucks or 200 bucks, <coughs> and you brew your own. Yeah, you know. Your own batch of beer. I actually did that at Kirin maybe like a half a year ago or something like that. Oh, really? And, but you, did you only make Kirin beer or can you like choose your ingredients? Uh, basically, there's, <coughs> like, there was like four or five recipes you could choose from. Ah, uh, I see, they I provided see. Everything. But yeah, it was like 3,000 yen and you know, we ended up getting, <coughs> uh, well, my wife and I got about maybe 10 liters of beer or something like that. Ah, that's... Spent the day, it comes, comes with lunch and stuff. It was fun. Really? Really? Dude, well, where, where was that at? Down in Yokohama. Yokohama. Man, maybe I'm going to... Because I saw something on... I'd seen something on TV mm-hmm. about it, and I was thinking to myself, well, if home brewing is kind of a gray area, then how do they do that? And I guess... Well, I guess it's because it's under the guise of they're making the beer. You're they're not making, making the, the beer, beer, and well, they're still, they're still paying tax on it, I'm sure. <clears throat> They're still paying tax on it. That's yeah. the key, right? Yeah. yeah. They they do do they do they do that to turn a profit, or they or are they just doing it to promote their beer? I think they're just doing it to promote their beer. Like yeah. I guess it's really tough. Like we lucked out as my wife, somebody my wife works with, had been like entering the the lottery for years, and she finally wait a second. So I can't just go down there and do no, this, no, it's a motherfucker. It's like the Tokyo <laughs> Marathon, yeah, it is, which it I'm is. never gonna fucking run in. But I might fucking register this next year and I'll sell my shit to some motherfucker who cares, you know? Um, yeah, I think, uh, but if you're looking for craft beer, I think uh, Itachi no Nest does that as well. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really cool thing. For any home brewers out there, like, one awesome way to get some insight on how to brew beer at home better is just to go on a fucking tour of some place making yeah. beer, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they, they fucking, those guys get paid to tell you, talk mm. about beer. Plus, yep. they love fucking beer. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about fucking beer, man. <laughs> Shit, man. Um, we've been talking a lot about beer, dude. Yeah. I guess this show's not just about beer. It's also about some news. So maybe what we'll do is we'll kind of wrap it up for a second, yeah. take a break. In the second half of the show, people, we're going to get into the top five news stories of the week. But before that, I got a couple shout outs. Uh, first of all, Friday Jams, thanks for donating to the show, homie. Go to Friday J- FridayJams.com. Um, he's got a site. Um, homie fucking travels a lot. He, I know he's been going to uh, uh, China a lot lately. Well, you can obviously see if you check out his uh, page. He posts music up there, and he posts uh, pictures of his travels, and he fucking travels a ton. So there's some fucking awesome content to check out. But thanks for donating to the show, man. It helps us with hosting and helps us get drunk. <laughs> Fortunately, this week, Chris is supplying the beer, so uh, <laughs> we're not spending your money. But next time, next show, man... We're drinking on you. Um, also, this whole Adam Carolla thing, again, like, I'm not a big Adam Carolla supporter and whatnot, but fuck that shit, like, patent, people, like, hoarding patents to fucking sue people when they fucking finally do something, like, successful is bullshit, dude. Yes, I agree. Plus, like, the internet, like, people talk about, like, all this Freedom of Information Acts, the fucking internet, like, uh, the, what, what do they call that? The, they pass those fucking laws to try to regulate the internet more. But it's supposed to be like a fucking democratic, like free, open fucking forum. And if you start letting motherfuckers like pull patent laws on podcasting and then pretty soon it's going to be like on the next thing, you know, even if you won't be able to hear podcasts anymore, then it'll be like the next thing, you know, and then the next thing. We're going to get sued by the goddamn Sumerians since they invented beer. Yes. 
Yes. But they can't fucking drink it anymore, Arabs. Because they're fucking extinct. Yeah, they can't, you can't even drink, crack a beer in that fucking area of the whole world, dude. Plus the ancient Sumerians are fucking long gone and extinct, man. Yeah, okay, well, we're safe. Yeah, we're safe. They're not going to come fucking look, looking for their beer recipes, dude. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, go to Got Fairy Japan on Facebook. Um, I put a link there. In, go, go over to the Adam Carolla link and donate some money to the cause. If you can't, afford to i donated 20 bucks i mean like fuck it you know but if you don't have money to donate at least share that shit on facebook share it on twitter it doesn't cost you anything and it helps uh podcasters like me and johnny keep podcasts in the future for you fuckers um what else um oh yeah gotfadejapan.com that's where you can go donate to the show like friday jams did thanks homie and you can also get t-shirts zines and uh stickers and whatnot and help support the show and uh we're also on instagram YouTube, Vimeo, all that bullshit. But, fuck it. Shall we take a break? Sounds good. Alright, we'll be back with the top five. Cool. Peace. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Welcome back to the second half of Got Fade Japan. I'm still Shank, and this is still... Chris, and I fucking don't know anything outside of beer, so sorry. <laughs> you, you do know a bit about Japan, though, homie, yeah, because yeah. you've been here as long as me, and you came before for uh, one year, right? Or six I'd months? I've been here for a total of ten years, about. Ten years? Oh, it, you went home for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember in the middle, you took a two-year sabbatical or so. Yeah, yeah, my mom caught the cancer, so... It's fucking unfortunate, man. Yeah, I know. She, she beat the cancer, so fuck that shit. Dude, I met your mom once. Remember oh, yeah. I ran into you and your mom in front of fucking uh, Harajuku Station and I was going to skateboard oh, yeah, at the park dude, yeah. <laughs> and, I met, and I said something, I said, yeah, fuck that shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to swear. And you and you looked at your mom and you're like, you can fucking swear in front of her if you want, man. It's like, dude, oh, thanks, dude. I fucking, like this was, like my mom, like I'm pretty cool saying it almost anything in front of my mom. Uh-huh. One time we were, like when the, she was here. We went out to this izakaya I always go to, and like the guy had this, this this new woman working there, and I was like, "Oh, that's probably his new cum dumpster." My mom actually like kind of was like, and then, <laughs> <laughs> "If I said cum dumpster in front of my mom, I mean, I've I've dropped f bombs and you know said like that guy's a motherfucker, something like that." But if I said cum dumpster, man, <laughs> yeah. she would think I hate women. <laughs> Yeah, my mom knows I love her, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. She's like, well, at least I'm not. She, those other girls. Those other women. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, this part of the show is where we go through the top five news stories of the week. We didn't do the two in the beginning that me and Johnny do because, fuck, we were talking about beer, motherfuckers. Beer. Yeah, beer, dude. But, um, at any rate, I got five stories this week. Let's go through them. Number five. All right, here we go. Man robs Tokyo Manga Cafe of... 230,000 yen. That's about the tax on one batch of beer. 
about the tax of one batch of beer. Dude, they been, must be selling a lot of fucking manga at this cafe <laughs> and a lot of fucking coffee and shit. Yeah. Um, police said Monday they are looking for a man who broke into a manga cafe in Tokyo and stole, stole 230,000 yen in cash. According to police, a man armed with a knife broke into the cafe in Ueno, Taito Ward, prior to opening time on Sunday morning. So, yeah, I guess he's probably thinking, okay, they caught all the money from fucking Friday night, yeah, Saturday, Saturday Sunday, banks are closed. Fucking banks close at fucking 3.30 here, for yeah, God's sakes. Yeah, well, I'm going to say this. The dude, like, apparently picked a good time, apparently got away. Yep, got away. He's a smart dude. The police said he handed the employee a note with a message saying, hand over the money. Just hand over the money. That's it. I'm going to go try Nothing. that shit on my way home. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, start, just, just like use a whiteboard. Put it on a whiteboard just show people while you're walking to the station. Like, hand over the money. <laughs> get some money. The next guy, hand over the money. Um, he's described as being in his 20s or 30s, about 170 centimeters tall, and was wearing a blue jacket. This yeah. could be Johnny. <laughs> could be Johnny. All right. Yeah, I actually, I thought it's a Japanese man. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't say. It just says a man, right? Okay. okay. Maybe it wasn't a blue jacket. Maybe it was one of those, like a kigurumi, like a Doraemon kigurumi, <laughs> like full suit, you know? Yeah, there you go, dude. He's hanging out at the man- manga cafes, you know? Ueno, Nexaki Habara. There's a lot of those places. All falling into place. Yeah, yeah. It was Doraemon. <laughs> man dresses Doraemon. Dude, I live... Okay, the studio's in Koenji, right? All right. And in between Koenji and Asagaya, I was going down to my buddy's bar the other day in Asagaya. And they'd had been doing construction underneath the tracks. Okay. And they fucking revital like gentrify revitalize this whole area underneath the tracks. It's fucking all manga cafes, Ugh. cosplay bars, fucking bubble tea places, fucking gotcha gotcha places, like in Koenji. So like my whole thing is okay, fine. Like if you're gonna do that, because we already have Nakano Broadway one station away. It has the mandarake. It's got all these like otaku shops and stuff. Yep, yep. But they're trying to compete with it, right? Yeah. So they're opening this whole new thing in Koenji. But the, my whole thing is is that um, that uh, <coughs> bringing those pe- people like that in during the day it brings money to the area, helps out the small businesses and stuff. Yeah, you sure. know, keeps everything going. But dude, this is a punk rocker town, dude. Yeah, punk, punk rock and uh, made cafes are no. No, no. I'm wondering how long it's going to take before we have a Sharks and Jets thing going on here, dude. It's going to be like five guys in Kigurumis or fucking those pillows with like anime characters that they're <laughs> hugging up on, you know? Those fuck pillows. And then it, like five dudes with like mohawks and reverse mohawks just battling in the street, man. I'm. I'm my money's on the Mohawk dudes. Mohawk dudes. So for the thing is, is Mohawk dudes get they those gutter punks. They get belligerently drunk, dude. They can't throw a punch, dude. But they can take one. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. And I think that those fucking pillows with the anime characters on them don't hurt very bad when you get hit uh, with them. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's unless if you're afraid of AIDS, a <laughs> <the> sperm. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Number four. Man hit by train, flung into commuters on platform. That sounds painful. Sounds like a shitty way to start your day, man. It's fucking bullshit, dude. Um, Osaka. Um, according to police, uh, the incident occurred around 7 p.m. at JR Bentencho Station in Osaka's Minato Ward. Um, witnesses said that a man was leaning over the edge of the platform while the train driver said that the man appeared to leap or fall into the path of the train before he could apply the brakes. Mm-hmm. Well, upon doing so, police said that the man was sent flying back about 10 meters, 
for you Americans, that's about fucking uh, 30, feet. 30 feet, you know? You know, think about 10 yards. Think about like uh, a running back running 10 yards right at you. That's the first down right there. That's a fucking first down, (laughs) dude. Um, Into a group of ladies taking out three of them on the platform. What what do we mean by taking out? Yeah, so the 20... (laughs) You know what? That's a shittier way to start your morning, man. Getting fucking... uh, Yeah, dead dude fucking playing (laughs) fucking dude. Dude, there was was one. This this one's fucked up. It's... Uh, uh, we did this story a couple years ago where the guy at uh, Shinjuku or something on the JR Chuo, uh-huh. he hit someone on the train, the body flew up, the leg flung inside of the window oh, and kicked the fucking driver <laughs> in the face. Dude, and he like broke his collarbone or something like oh, that. Shit, so like a flying leg attacked him through his passenger window, dude. Yeah, well, you gotta put that shit up, man. Dude, that's high fucking, there was another guy, we think it was a suicide, me and Johnny Flo, and it was a guy at Shinjuku Station, yes, driver, See this shit? Driver stuck his head out the window and took his own oh, head off. Fuck, dude. You this guys was, saw this shit? No, no. This no. was two years ago in okay, the news. You did two the years ago. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. we did the story, but we're like, dude, there's no way a train driver going to the station's gonna stick his head out the fucking window unless he wants to die. Uh, especially, you'd think that the dude's been doing it for a while. Probably knows fucking better. Well, in this case, the three women commuters hit by the man were aged 21. 28, 44. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's seen a rough dick in her life. She's had at least like 50 dicks in her hands, man. Maybe not at the same time, but you know, 44 years old. That's a lot of dicks. That's yeah. more than one dick per year. But a 21-year-old girl getting taken out, at least she didn't die. I, they didn't say what the injuries were. I'm sure it was like, you know, like bruises and maybe a couple. A flying dead body, man. Yeah, I don't want that shit hitting me, man. No, and it depends. I'd like where where those th- okay three women are struck. You want to be at the tail end of that, you know, when the velocity's down a little bit. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to be right up there at the edge yeah, when that shit's flying. Hopefully, the forty-four year old got the head of it. Then. She got the head of it. <laughs> Broke the. She cushioned the fall for the twenty-one. We want we want to save that one just in case, just in case our marriages don't work out very well. Fuck number three, man sues police after being locked up. In with member of Yakuza group, he was trying to leave. Yeah, that sounds like bad news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's been this Yakuza crackdown the last few years. We talk about it on the show all the time. But right. you've been noticing this in the news, right? Uh, as much yeah, as you can. Yes. Did you see that down Zushi? Uh huh. They're gonna they're gonna make the fucking no beers on the beach rule this year. Really? No beers. And then you know what that fucking Hashimoto cock smoker did down there in Osaka? Uh, no. No tattoos on the beach, man. Ooh. If you have a tattoo, can't go on the beach, man. Really, dude? And that shit passes? Like, yeah, that shit fucking passes, man. Well, the other thing that Hashimoto motherfucker did, made all city workers come forward and say if they have a tattoo or not. Anyone that said that they did, fucking fired him. And you're talking about garbage men? Fucking window washers? Fucking people picking up trash in parks? And you're going to fucking fire him for tattoos? Yeah, that's... That dude seems like he fucking uh, belongs in about uh, 200 years ago. Well, he he joined the coalition with fucking Ishihara, for God's sakes. That ancient fucking dinosaur needs to be put out to pasture, dude. I agree. Yeah, but, okay, it is a complicated story. Man sues police after being locked up in with a member of Yakuza group he was trying to leave. Um, shortly before, well, basically a man shows up at the police station. According to the court case, the man had gone into the Kofu station of the Yamanashi Prefectural Police looking for protection after deciding to escape the gang he was a part of. Shortly before that, he went to his boss and requested to leave. Not too long after that, 
The, well, of course, the boss said, fuck you. No. <laughs> Not too long after the denial, the man just happened to get into a car collision with someone else from the gang. That's just happened to them? Just really? happened to. So really? I think just he's driving to. away and he's like, fuck, I really want to get out of this gang. <laughs> and then just another gang member starts fucking sideswiping him, T-boned him or something. Car collision, man. Um, understandably concerned for his well-being, the man went to the police, who then persuaded him to have a face-to-face with a member of the gang. Uh-huh. Goddamn Japan, always trying to work out the differences. Talk it out. Talk it out. Doing the Hanishiai. You know what I mean? What the... Yeah, what the, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, what's the cops? <laughs> so the cops are like, so you want to leave the gang? Wait, let me call yeah, Let me call yeah. up the gang really yeah, quick right. and see what they have to say about this. And, like... Doesn't that just kind of blow your mind itself? Like, let me call up the gang. Aren't you a fucking cop? Aren't you supposed to be busting these guys' balls? Not, yeah, exactly. Not like, hey, you want to come over and like grab a cup of tea and hash shit out with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> and this is the guy who's trying to leave the fucking gang that was in a fucking car collision with this gang member, right? The meeting was held in an interrogation room um, with an officer present. Okay. That's key. There's an officer in the fucking room. So these, he's like, all right, guys, let's talk it out. Well, let's have a talk. <laughs> Um, however, during the conversation, the gang member reportedly said, just be a man and give us your finger or something. <laughs> in front of the cop. In front of the dude. Just give us a finger or something. Well, the officer who witnessed the exchange was later reprimanded for not issuing a cease and desist order as police are obliged to do according to the Anti-Organized Crime Act. And this is one of those new things that they got going on. Right. Um, well, the Yamanashi Prefecture had to pay out 1.13 million yen, or uh, the man sued for 1.13 million yen for emotional stress and dis- Yeah, that's not, that's not you know. that much money. Though. It's not that much. It's ten, a little over ten grand, eleven thousand dollars. Um, the case was settled for 250,000 yen, um, by the court, um, ruling that the actions of the police on the day caused the man unnecessary mental anguish. No, that's, that sounds fair. I think sitting down across from a gang member of a <laughs> gang that you're trying to leave. <laughs> Dude, just be a man. Man up. Give us your finger. Just give us your finger. What if the guy said, like, okay, fine. Is the cop going to be like, I'll go get the knife? <laughs> yeah, dude, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Here, drink this beer. I'll get a knife. You'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> dude, what the fuck is this? It's like the last scene in Four Rooms. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, fuck. It's been years. I don't remember. Yeah, you yeah, remember the, I'll light the lighter ten times. Or you can cut off my finger. And the first time he tries to light the lighter, it doesn't light. <laughs> he just cuts off his finger. He's like, ah! And everyone's running around the room. It's like it's it's like that. These fucking cop boxes. Last week we did a fucking story where there was a fucking corpse in the toilet next to the cop box for four days. <laughs> four days. And there was four cops working the cock bo- the cock box. The cop box. Four cops, four days. I think each guy got a date for a day. Dirty corpse date. Dirty corpse date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two. Couple stabbed while sitting in car and parking lot. That sucks. <laughs> I'm going to avoid sitting in cars, man. Well, um, according to police, the husband and wife in their 40s were attacked just as they were returning home at around 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. Police quoted the couple as saying that the assailant approached the car and called to the husband, who opened the driver's seat door. The man then lashed out with a knife, repeatedly stabbing the couple. The husband was stabbed in the neck and arm, while the wife who had been sitting in the passenger seat, sustained injuries to her face. Dude, these are shitty... (laughs) They survived this shit, though, huh? And these are... They said slashing and stabbing, but getting stabbed in the face can't be very... No, no. I don't want to get stabbed in the face. No, no, not in the face. In the arm, maybe I can live. Yeah, yeah. Leg, I'll be bummed out. 
face. Yeah, I have a pretty face, man. So Dude, you have a fucking handlebar mustache. <laughs> Don't want to. Next thing you have that side part, like fucking Cheech does. Yeah, you have the mustache yeah. side part from someone stabbing <laughs> you in the face. That's not cool, man. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out there's a lot of fucking crime going on with knives in Japan, dude. What if this country you could have guns, dude? Oh, dude, that's not good at all, dude. Not good at all. I mean, there are you can't get hunting rifles, but it's so heavily regulated. You know, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't know if you're into it, but this guy in Koenji here. Mm-hmm. He's got a yakiniku place. It's all wild game. Oh, really? And he kills himself. I was over there, and I'm like over at the fucking sign, and I was talking to him, and I was like, oh, dude, I really want to come, but... And he was bringing the sign in, and he's like, I'm going hunting this weekend, going going wild pig hunting. I'm like, awesome, dude. I'm going to come down and eat some wild shit at your place, man. But, uh, yeah, other than dudes like that, really hard to get a gun. Yes. Pretty easy to get a fucking knife, though. (laughs) Um, Police said the suspect fled the scene on a motorbike. He was described as being 150 centimeters tall with shoulder-length white hair, was wearing sunglasses and a mask at the time of the incident. Dude, I know who this is. Remember those little troll dolls that you shake? (laughs) (laughs) You know, with the hair? And they fucking, yeah, they're little short things, dude. It's like a life-size troll doll, dude. 150, man. 150 centimeters. It's pretty fucking short, dude. Dude, he's got to be like 4'11". 411, so something that, like that? Yeah. He's got some short man syndrome going on. Oh, dude, he's like a Napoleonic complex of some kind, right? I'd also like to uh, say that another common thread I found here is that cops can't fucking find people that fucking do knife crimes. Cops can't find people who do crimes in general. Remember, was that the Lindsay case where the, the cops came to arrest the dude and the Tsuchiya, you know, the guy yeah, who yeah, gave yeah, himself yeah. plastic surgery? Yeah, yeah, and he just ran away barefoot. Three cops at the door. Good, good work. Yeah, good work, dude. Just <laughs> ran away barefoot. Didn't find him for two years. <laughs> Fucking bullshit, man. Cops aren't good at finding people here. Yeah. They're good at finding stolen bicycles. That's about it, though. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better about the homebrewing that I may or may not do. Yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you what. As long as you're not riding a fucking stolen bicycle, <laughs> I think you're okay, dude. They're never gonna track you down, dude. Um, please, okay, flat on the white, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um... The thing is, oh, this this is what I was going to mention about this. So you're sitting in the car with your girl. All right. And some, like, dude walks off his motorcycle, cruises over to your car window. And he's like, hey, dude, open your door. I'm not fucking opening my door. I'd be like, what the fuck you want, dude? Like, I'm trying to make out with my girl over here, man. Or, like, I might, you know, like, I'm trying to fucking, you know, get out of here. Trying to go have a beer. That, uh, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that people, I, I had something, uh, the other day I was skateboarding down the hill just right. like right over here alright and this old couple they uh were driving and the dude left his shoes on top of the fucking car <laughs> you know shoes on the car you know that you leave something on the car yeah not a baby like in what was it jackass <laughs> jackass they did it in jackass but in fucking uh you know uh, racing Arizona oh okay yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. So I think that's based on an urban legend though I don't think people yeah, actually yeah. do people well, use probably it. some fucking jackass <laughs> some jackass forgot his baby on the <laughs> Don't fuck. <laughs> you know there's some jackass that tied their dog to a bumper and pulled a Chevy Chase oh, National sure. Lampoons, yeah. man. For yeah, fucking sure, man. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, but... No, okay, I'm cruising down. And so, like, I'm riding my bike, so I'm like, oh, I'll just ride up next to him and, like, like knock on the window and, like, tell him that the shoes on top. I knocked on the window and the couple almost had a heart attack. They're at the stoplight. They're like, ah! <laughs> fucking, like, white guy is fucking staring him in the eyes and I'm pointing up above the dude's head and he's like what what am I like and I'm like no 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 and I take the shoes off the car I'm like your shoes man your shoes he's like oh and he rolls down the window he's like thank you 
he didn't automatically open his door like, dude, stab me. Yeah, yeah no, like, no, he like, didn't do that. Fuck? No, he didn't do that. He was much wiser, much wiser man. Dude, I want to have another beer, so let's get the fuck out of here with number one. All right. China bans video game over adverts featuring <laughs> Japanese porn star. This is some classic comedy. I sent you the link earlier. Wasn't that fucking good or what? This is some classic comedy. A fucking classic comedy. A video ge- game that featured a famous Japanese porn star in its promotion has been banned by China's Ministry of Culture, which is now finding the developer for publicizing porn. Yeah, well. Dude, I don't know if you know this, but the Communist Party doesn't allow you to make porn in China. It's unfortunate. You know, I, I noticed this. You know when you go on, like, well, allegedly go on RedTube or, like, uh, porn or something like that? Uh, they have, like, like Korean porn, Japanese porn, Brazilian porn. You ever see Chinese porn? I don't look at porn, dude. There's no, no Chinese porn on there, dude. Absolutely none. Zero Chinese porn. I can tell you from experience. I've gone on there looking. I'm like, there must be some fucked up. Because you see fucked up news in China every day. No Chinese porn. You know why? They're all in the States making porn over there. Maybe. No. <laughs> the Chinese porn stars like, gotta get out of this country. Gotta <laughs> go to where the real porn's made. <laughs> no, because they love Japanese porn, dude. Japanese porn is huge in fucking China. So, the Shan, the, the <laughs> Shanghai Wanke Internet... Wanke. It's can called just, the Wanke. Can I just make a quick one-liner? Yeah. Japanese is huge in porn except for the penises. Ooh. Especially since they're mosaic <laughs> penises. Even the mosaic blur around it doesn't make the penis any bigger. No. No, no. It's okay, Japanese guys. I'll join you. Mm-hmm. So, so. Um, the Shanghai Wanky Internet Technology Corporation hired porn star Kato Taka to act in a video advertisement for the mobile game that reportedly contained pornographic content. Okay, we watched this. All right. First of all, Kato Taka is not a hot bitch, dudes. So don't be getting all excited. <laughs> if you're Googling that shit right now, just stop. Because he is not a hot chick. It's not Saura Aoi or Sora Aoi or whatever these fucking porn star chicks are all he's, famous. Uh, he's like a 45-year-old dude. Yeah, 45-year-old dude. Maybe 50. With some Maybe golden getting, fingers. With some golden fingers. He claims to have two <laughs> golden fingers. And have satisfied 8,000 women. Satisfied 8,000 women, dude. <laughs> and not only that, he's really good at fucking swipey RPG <laughs> <Yeah>. games. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, the number of companies inviting Japanese porn stars to be involved in advertising is on the rise, despite regulations made in 2010, stipulating that online game ads showing porn, violence, gambling, and other such unholiness would be banned in China. First of all, like, uh, actually, my lady, she's a translator. She translates RPG games for ladies. Okay. So they're romantic. Like, one chick trying to bang five princesses, princes, and then at the end, she chooses one of the princes, and they go live after, happily ever after, right? Fucking wild. Dude. Japanese porn RPG games aren't like this at all, man. <laughs> aren't like it at all, dude. You go, I was cruising around Akiba, kind of trying to get photos and fodder for the show. They got everything you can think of in the game section, dude. Yeah, dude. I went there once and was so overwhelmed. It sticks with me today. Dude, I, you can't get it out of my head. Dude, they have like like straight uh, Richard Ramirez Night Stalker type shit games where you can stalk around, find a chick, you know, maybe rape her. <laughs> you know, they're not going to show it, penetration, but I think you know what's going on in that yeah. scene, man. When you finish, you know, you can maybe kill her. Maybe kill her, Barry. Maybe just cut off her tits and punch her. You know, whatever. <laughs> and they think Grand Theft Auto Five's bad. <laughs> Fuck. dude. I actually, my kid loves GTA. So okay, I got, I got, I gave him a, a 
DS, right? And it had a bunch of um, supposedly downloaded games on it. Right. And one of them was Chinatown Wars. But Chinatown Wars is like shitty graphics, top view, you know, little pictures. You know, he doesn't know how to do the missions and stuff. So he's not buying cocaine and, and stuff. But the GTA Five. You guys over at dude's house around the corner playing it. You go to the strip club. You're getting a private <laughs> lap dance. There's titties in your face. Then some dudes are looking at you funny, so you shoot them. Then you run them over at the car. Go get a hooker. You know, like, dude, I can't, I can't even buy it. I want to play it, but I can't buy it, dude. I'd have to hide it, like, in the attic or something, man. Dude. I remember once my mom went on a vacation, so my little brother came to stay with me. Oh, yeah. dangerous, dangerous. Brother was How what? old was he at the time? I think he was like 12, right? Yeah. He was 12, 12, and it was me and like four of my bros living together in this big old house. My bro comes over, dude, and he just fucking plays GTA, whatever it was. We, you know, This is a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, GTA yeah. 2, 3, whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's playing the shit the whole like three days we're there. Just crushing it. You're just like, yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah, taking yeah, a bomb kiss in the kitchen. Go ahead. <laughs> whatever, dude. Knock yourself out. Mom comes to pick him up, dude. And she's like, did you have a good time? He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Mom kind of, fuck yeah. Mom kind of looks like, She's like, at least he didn't say cum dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. All right, people. I think that's the end of the show because uh, we're full of fucking good beer and there's more to be drank. Um, remember, go to GodfadeJapan.com where you can support the show. More so, go to iTunes. <coughs> leave a five-star rating and leave a comment. It bumps us up in the ratings and it really helps us get more like new listeners and stuff. Or better yet, go to Facebook and share our posts with your fucking friends so they can know how fucking demented you are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, anything to help out the show. And finally, uh, Friday Jams. What's up? Thanks, homie. And uh, FridayJams.com. Go check out his stuff. And Adam Carolla, Legal Defense Fund, dude, fuck pirate troll, patent trolls, pirates, they're pirates, man, <laughs> goddamn pirates, trying to take our freedom away, it doesn't really make sense, but, we're Americans, yeah, we like freedom, we like freedom, dude, we like freedom, we like the free freedom of the inner tubes, to look at our <laughs> Japanese prawn, <laughs> with that, we're gonna be back next week, and, uh, with episode 182, this was 181, if I didn't say it earlier, yeah, you know. But thanks, Chris, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, let's drink some beer, bro, and we're yeah. out of here. Peace. Just move on!